We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 28, 2011. This would be, I believe, part 6 of the study we started last week regarding disclosure, first contact, the coming great deception, the coming economic collapse, the ushering in of the one world religion. In this next part, we're going to get into how Israel relates to that particular subject. Uh, One other announcement I want to make, I kind of forgot to make before, is I'm going to have to stop the comment section on the ContendingForTruth.com website. There's a lot of great comments up there. The vast majority of them are are great. But the problem is, is there's no way I can police them all. And there's just, it's, it's becoming absolutely impossible. And a lot of the comments are very, very long and voluminous. And I just cannot go up there and, and police every line. And there's be, there's people that are being recommended that I've done teachings exposing. And it's contradictory, and it's creating confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. So I cannot have that board become a sounding board for everyone's opinion on, okay, go to this guy and go to that guy. Uh, it may well be true, but I don't even know the person. And it becomes a a point where um, things are getting out of control regarding that board. And I really don't have any other choice. I've I've let the comments stay for as long as I can. There's just no way that um, I can... It's just creating way too many potential problems down the line. So I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to stop the comments on the site. And there's just no... It's not like I have a staff of people that can go there and moderate the uh, the comments. It's pretty much up to me to go in there and there's just no way I can do it anymore. Uh, which I really haven't been able to anyway as of, as of recently. So I'm not coming down or against any one particular person or anything like that. Um, but as the website's growing and as this email list is growing, I'm getting just deluged with gigantic blocks of comments that there's just no way I can possibly go through and police. So please understand, Don't please don't be offended or, or that I'm targeting anyone in particular. I'm not. Okay, It's just a matter of the facts that I just stated. So let's go ahead and get into the sixth part of the teaching where we're going to talk, be talking a little bit more about Maitreya, which would also relate to this whole Ascended Master delusion deception regarding this teaching that we talked a lot about last week, and also Israel, how Israel relates to this subject. So I went up on Share International's website, which is the United Nations-sponsored website for Maitreya, who claims to be, you know, the coming awaited savior for all the major religious systems in the world. Um, and they have a Q&A section, and this is just from his last newsletter, July, August, 2011. And if you don't know about Maitreya, it's M A I T. R-E-Y-A. Just key that into the search box at contendingfortruth.com and um, you key that in and you'll see all the teachings that I've done relating and there's been many, many, many teachings. So I really don't want to say a whole lot more about them because I've covered it so extensively in the past. So, question. This is a question of Maitreya. Now this is the last newsletter he put out. Maitreya has said that the Palestinians will have their homeland 
in a lot of proposals for peace in the Middle East, the future Palestinian state would include the, include the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. My understanding has always been that the hierarchy, meaning this ascended master hierarchy, which has a lot to do with the coming Antichrist and the false prophet, and they're the ones that are supposedly going to be in charge of the good aliens when the first contact is made, or disclosure. Again, reference last, week te- last week's teachings. It says, my understanding has always been that the hierarchy, capital H, these ascended masters, think in terms of a two-country solution in which Palestine and Israel exist side by side. Is this correct? Matreya's answer, yes. I have thought for many years that Israel will take the advice of Matreya to bring about a just division of territory for peace to be achieved and maintained. So, again, we get back to the fact that it seems as though the secular media, the New World Order, Maitreya in particular, a lot of new high-level New World Order people are absolutely on the side of the Muslims when it comes to this two-state solution, when it comes to being against Israel, when it comes to demonizing Israel in every way, shape, and form. Now, does that mean I'm saying that anything Israel does is of God and, and they can do no wrong? And No, I'm not saying that. The people at the top of the food chain in Israel, uh, the Zionists, are ones that say they're Jews, but they're not. As the Bible says, they are of the synagogue of Satan. Okay, So I'm not saying, giving like a rubber stamp recommendation like somebody like John Hagee would do going so far as to believe and teach that the Jews by virtue of being Jews are saved which is called ethnic salvation just because of the blood that runs through their veins essentially Okay, I'm not going to go to that extreme but I think we need to have a happy medium regarding Israel Israel, God is not done with Israel just read Romans 11 or and why don't you start at Romans 9 Read Romans 10 and then read Romans 11 real close. Okay? And then go to Revelation, to Revelation 7 and 14, where, where they talk about the 144,000 Jewish male virgins, 12,000 in each tribe. Um, I think you can see by Daniel and Revelation, when they talk about the tribulation, God is not done with the Jews, and there's a lot of pseudo Christian speculative groups, Christian identity, and British Israelism which is also has a lot of its roots in Nazism. I learned that the other night on um, a documentary that I was watching regarding Nazis. Where did a lot of this propaganda stuff start about God being done with the Jews and all this other stuff? A lot of it started with not the Nazi movement in America. In British Israelism, this Christian identity. And then there's other sects of it out there. There's, there's black races that believe and teach that they're the 12 tribes. And then there's Christian, you know, all these other ones. So, there's been a lot of demonizing of Israel and um, saying that, you know, they're not Jews and, and, and God's done with them and this and they're that. And there's been all this demonizing, which has been perpetuated by a lot of the New Agers, by Maitreya's own writings, by a lot of the Ascended Masters, by a lot of the secular media, by the Muslims, obviously. And you look at Israel, um, where, where 
this answer that Maitreya gives. He says, I have thought for many years that Israel will take the advice of Maitreya to bring about a just division of territory for peace to be achieved and maintained. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I'm, I'm going to read these Q&As first, and then we'll get into the response. Another question to Maitreya, or devil Maitreya, as I like to call him. Does the hierarchy still see this, the two-state solution as a realistic option now that Israel does not stop annexing the Palestinian territory? Notice, it's always, Israel is always the demon. It's the wonderful, peace-loving Muslims that are suffering always at the hand of Jews. The wonderful Muslim, uh, wonderful Muslims that are just launching hundreds of rockets, literally thousands of rockets, into Israel, over a hundred in the last week alone, and I'll prove that. And you know, I don't understand why that would provoke Israel. I mean, come on, why, why, why would they get so offended when when they launch you know hundreds of rockets at civilian populations in Israel? I mean, why would I, I can't believe that they would that they would target or be mad at the Muslims for doing that? I mean, that's their right, right? I mean, come on. We're going to talk about that more. Uh, <clears throat> I say all that to say this. There's a lot of demonizing of Israel by a lot of people that call themselves born-again Christians. And I want you to understand what side you're on when you do that. From a, from a, are you on the side of, of this hierarchy, these ascended masters, these new agers, the Muslims? Wouldn't you think that might throw up some red flags to you? And not to say you go to the opposite extreme of being in the John Hagee camp or a Christian Zionist or a Hebrew Roots Movement adherent, or Messianic whatever, Judaism. I'm not saying you go to that extreme either. But I'm talking about having biblical balance regarding this particular matter, and I've done tons of studies on this that you can reference. Just key in either Israel or Jewish in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Let's go further. So, does the hierarchy still see this two-state solution as a realistic option now that Israel does not stop annexing Palestinian territory? Maitreya's answer is yes. They want the two-state solution, which is what the Muslims are trying to pressure right now the UN into doing. Why do they want a two-state solution so bad? Well, partly because they're going to get more land, partly because when they get more land, they're just going to move the rockets closer, and if they get this two-state solution, and if they push back to these pre-1967 lines... Israel will effectively be totally indefensible. They will literally be able to shoot a rocket all the way over and hit the other side, which will be their territory. So there's going to be nothing in Israeli territory that they cannot hit with these rockets. Israel will be totally indefensible. That's why the Palestinians want, or the the Muslims want this two-state solution so bad. Because they'll be ripe for annihilation. Their goal is to kill every Jew. According to the Quran, it commands them to do that. Yasser Arafat said our goal is to drive every man, woman, and child into the sea. Every Jew into the sea. That's their goal. Total annihilation. Really, their goal then will be total annihilation of the Christians and all infidels. And what is an infidel defined as in the Quran? A non-believer of Islam. You either convert or be killed. That is it. But remember, it's a religion of peace. And again, if you want to know more about that, just key in Muslim or Islam in the keyword search box on my homepage. Because I've done 
tons of studies exposing them as well. So, should the illegal Jewish settlements on the West Bank of East Jerusalem be evacuated to make a just peace treaty possible? Oh yeah, I mean, the Muslims are so good with these peace treaties. It's like, before the ink is dried on these supposed peace treaties, they've just moved the rockets up closer so they can just get a better shot on Israel's civilian populations. So, again, does the hierarchy, these ascended masters, still see the two-state solution as a realistic option now that Israel does not stop being... Okay, yes. Should the illegal Jewish settlements on the West Bank... So they're illegal, because Israel has no right to that land whatsoever. That's the implication here. Should the illegal Jewish settlements on the West Bank and East Jerusalem be evacuated to make a just peace treaty possible? What is Matreya's answer? Yes. So in other words, they're totally in agreement here. Now, do you know of any other piece of land on the planet that is so sought after or so contested? Do you know of any that even come close to this? Why would that be? Well, because Jerusalem and Israel play a huge part in end-time current events. And just like Satan tried to destroy the seed of mankind so that he could not have his head bruised, which is effectively what Jesus Christ did on the cross and was predicted in Genesis 3, he wanted to wipe out the seed of man so that the, sa- the Savior of humanity, Jesus Christ, could not come through the seed of man. God had to wipe out the whole world, save eight people on Noah's Ark. Because the seed had just about been totally corrupted. And that's why he had to destroy the earth. It's the same deal. If he, Satan, can gain total control of Jerusalem and kill all the Jews, how is Revelation 7 and 14 going to be fulfilled? How are the verses in Revelation and Daniel regarding the Jewish race, regarding Israel, going to be fulfilled? They can't be. That's exactly why Satan is so obsessed with this particular piece of land and why he has his New Agers and his Ascended Masters and all of his minions and the Muslims focusing in on this, acting as though they've been so unjustly treated when the exact opposite is true. That's why. I hope I've made that plain as day. Question, um, okay, will the Arab Spring have a positive impact on the situation of the Palestinians, meaning the the Muslims? What's this Arab Spring? The definition of the Arab Spring, in Arabic, this term literally means Arabic rebellions or Arab revolutions, is a revolutionary wave of demonstrations and protests occurring in the Arab world against Israel, because of their supposed oppression. So, the question to Devil Betraya is, will the Arab Spring have a positive impact on the situation of the Palestinians? These these rebellions. Answer from Devil Betraya, yes, it is already beginning. So, everything the Arabs are for, so is Betraya and the Ascended Master Boys. So, just understand, if, if you're going to... Uh, and I really don't want to argue with anybody about this subject, but if you're going to come at me and say, you know, Israel's this and Israel's that, and they're all evil, and none of them are Jews, they're, they're all Khazars or whatever, and that, that whole I've got a whole document disproving that as well, and none of them are real, and oh boy, you know, we got a real problem from a biblical standpoint, because that sure fulfilled a whole bunch of scripture 
them coming back into the land and taking possession of that land. What am I to think that, uh, uh, I don't even want to get into it. It's, it's just, to me, it's just an asinine argument. Just one more, you know, divisionary debate that you can get into that wasn't even debatable a hundred years ago. But now because there's so much heresy flying everywhere, you can't even hardly keep up with it all. I give you some teachings I've done on this subject that you can click on. On the PDF, it will be a 17-18 page PDF for the 828 uh, teaching I'm doing. First one is entitled, Obama to abandon Israel while embracing the Islamic nations, and why shouldn't he? He's a Muslim. The next one is a current event study where I talked about this from 5-9-10, the date. The next one, Jerusalem, Gaza, World War III, and the New World Order. And then another end-time current event teaching I did on 4-18 of 10, where I talked about these subjects. Now, this whole thing about you know Israel being this unbelievable usurper, and they're taking all this land, and they're big bullies, and they're just gobbling up all the Arab land. That is such total garbage. Israel is a Jewish democratic nation, one one-nineteenth the size of California. Now, remember, this is going to go way down from that if they give up more land and go back to these 1967 borders. And it's one of the smallest nations on the face of the earth. I give you a map of what the Middle East looks like. Israel is this tiny, little, tiny, teensy, tiny sliver of land in relation to the Middle East. Israel is bordered by 22 hostile Arab Islamic nations that are 640 times her size and 65 times her population. And they want even more. When will they be satisfied? When they're all dead and they possess every bit of Israel, and Israel's wiped off the map, because then the Bible won't be able to be fulfilled. The biblical verses regarding her in Revelation and in Daniel will not be able to be fulfilled. That's why. I, I also give you a map of Florida that a listener sent to me the other day. I think it was Lanny and Susan. Thank you for that. And it shows Israel, current Israel, which is going to get a whole lot smaller, most likely real soon, when they give up more land, interposed over Florida. And it takes up this really, it looks like it is about, probably landmass-wise, one-fifth of the size of Florida. Maybe. With only 8,000 square miles of land mass, it is roughly two times the size of Rhode Island, which is the smallest state in America by far. The nation of Israel is surrounded by 22 hostile, hostile Arab nations, 640 times their size, and 60 times their population. Arab propagandists, which, you know, there's a lot of people on that boat, Betraya included, Arab propagandists call Israel expansionist. There is no truth to the statement as Israel occupies one-sixth of one percent of the lands called Arab. One-sixth of one percent. And these Muslims, oh, we need this land. Oh, how dare you. When they've got a land mass 640 times its size, they could go live in in peace. Of course, that really word doesn't, it's like an oxymoron when talking about the Muslims. It's, it's, it's insane, this argument. So, And this is why I so vehemently defend it. Because if you look at the facts, their facts 
are indefensible. And if they go back to these 1970-67 lines, Israel will be indefensible. Which, you know, I really wonder if that's going to happen at this point because of the stuff that I'm going to be getting into right now, which are some current events from the last 10 days, period, okay? First one, Hamas calls off truth, truce with Israel. Hamas meaning one of the radical Muslim factions that have, you know, um, are engaging in jihad or holy war against the Jews in particular. So, Hamas calls off truce with with Israel, and I put in there, like there ever was one. As rocket fire continues from Gaza, Hamas announced early on Saturday they were no longer committed to a more than two-year de facto truce with Israel since the end of the war in early 2009. There is no longer any truce with the enemy, the statement said in a move seen as paving the way for Hamas to escalate the violence with Israel. Next report, 30 rockets strike Israel since Thursday. Now, this wasn't this Thursday, but the Thursday before this. After coordinated terror attack kills eight Jews on Thursday. At least seven wounded as Palestinian fire grad Qassam missiles at Israel. Iron Dome successfully intercepts rockets bound for Ashdod, which is one of their defense systems. Next article, I'm just going to give these in rapid fire. Egypt issues first military threat to Israel in 50 years. This just, I just got this, I think, uh, this week. Uh, withdraws ambassador from Israel, threatens to cancel Camp David peace agreement. Egypt will take protective measures and strengthen security at the border with necessary forces capable of deterring alleged infiltrators as well as responding to any activity by Israeli military. Now, remember what I've, I've talked about in the last... I don't know, six to eight months, when all of these nations, starting, I believe, with Tunisia, started dropping like dominoes, and all of the puppet dictators that were in there were kind of removed. And a lot of these puppet dictators were ones that were, I'm not saying they were at peace with Israel, but they weren't doing anything to provoke Israel or to attack Israel. Well, now, and Egypt was one of them, now they've had new more radical Islamic dictators put into, or dictatorship regimes put into these very countries that will now have no problem attacking Israel, which is the reason that this stuff all started happening in the first place. So that the New World Order could get their more radical Muslim elements into these regimes, so then they they could have more of a concerted effort when World War III starts. They can have all the Middle East coming against Israel because they figure, well, the more nations we have coming against Israel when World War III breaks out, the better chance we'll have of just annihilating them, which will never happen because the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne and he's going to see that that doesn't happen. I'm not going to say there's not going to be people killed. According to Zechariah, um, most likely two-thirds of Israel will be destroyed and a third of them will be tried as silver through the furnace. And they're the ones that are going to look upon whom their Savior, whom they've pierced, and they're going to mourn for him as one that mourns for the only for their only begotten son. Says that, talks about that in Zechariah. Makes that very clear. They're going to finally get their eyes open, most likely near the end of the tribulation, the one-third that come out of... So I'm not saying Israel's going to have it easy, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but then again, neither are believers in Jesus Christ, so... Anyway, let's go further here. Uh, 
So, Egypt will take protective measures and strengthen security at the border with all necessary forces capable of deterring alleged infiltrators as well as responding to any activity by the Israeli military. Now, they didn't have this stance when they, with the last uh, ruler that they had in there that was removed. Now, all of a sudden, they're becoming way, way more radical Muslim Islamist, they have that more that mindset right now than they did before. Um, going further, this statement contained a direct threat to set aside the decades-long peace treaty with Israel, which mandates demilitarization of the Sinai as a buffer zone between the two countries. See, this is what I said was going to happen, and it, and it is happening now. Egyptian military ruler step step means that Cairo is suspending the Camp David peace treaty peace treaty and will not consult Israel as mandated. Egyptian sources reported that Cairo is planning to inject substantial military strength into the Sinai Peninsula in the coming hours, forcing Israel's army to confront the Egyptian army on its southwestern border for the first time in three decades. Here's the next article. Southern Israel hit by 80 Gazan rockets. Public Security Minister Yishak Aronovich arrived at the scene of the attack in Beersheba, placing the blame for the assault squarely on the shoulders of Hamas. Uh, again, this was a, the Israeli uh, security minister. He says, Hamas is responsible, it controls the Gaza strip, strip, he said. He vowed that Hamas would pay a heavy price for the attacks on Israeli citizens. So, Israel is really... See, I, I just don't know about this This withdrawing back... To, supposedly, Netanyahu said, okay, we'll... we'll We'll use withdrawing back to the pre-1967 lines as a starting point for the peace treaty talks. Well, I just can't see that happening right now. I cannot see them firing all these hundreds of rockets and Israel agreeing to anything. Um, I would think it would be total insanity to do such a thing. But uh, we'll see. I I can't say 100% sure how it's going to play out. This was sent to me by a listener, Jay Wick, and he said, uh, it's an Israeli update, events rapidly unfolding in Israel and the Middle East put Israel-Gaza on the brink of total regional war. Keep in mind that when you read the news, Israel has had close to 50 rockets fired at it in the last 24 hours, which they have not responded to at this time. They have arrested 120 members of Hamas last night, but have not retaliated for the killings of the people of Israel. They are deciding how to respond, and in the meantime, dozens of more rockets have been fired at Israel. Sunday afternoon and, and Saturday, Sunday afternoon and Sunday night, targeting people and schools. Oh, but remember, they're a religion of peace. They mean they mean Israel no harm now. Uh, at this time, we are waiting to see what Israel is going to do. So far, their head ministers are all signaling that possible ground invasion and total removal of Hamas is very possible. Their response could be at any moment. Watch closely. This could have extreme biblically relevant effects for the entire region at any moment. Here's another one. Uh, bombshell alert. Uh, Netanyahu's Kadama opposition party is also calling for a total ground invasion of Gaza of Gaza, after more than 100 rockets have struck Israel. Um, this is huge news. Usually, the Liberal Party are the ones who don't want to aggravate a situation. 
they were the ones in charge in 2008 when Gaza was bombed during Operation Cast Lead. Now they are calling on Netanyahu's conservative Lukid party to strike hard and remove Hamas. This is big news in the fact that the Liberal Party in Israel is calling for an all-out war with Hamas. I mean, they're liberals, and they're even calling for an all-out war. I mean, because what Hamas is doing is so flagrant and so on your face, they really don't have any choice. If this happens, it may turn the whole Middle East into war against Israel. Here's another alert. Uh, Ministry Minister of Public Security says Gaza will soon feel the might of the IDF, or the Israeli Defense Force, we are preparing as we did in Operation Cast Lead, um, he stated, and he said, quote, talk to me in a week's time. This is a round of escalation that will not be over soon. The public needs to prepare itself. These will not be easy days. Next article. Jordan warns of escalation in Gaza and the entire region. This statement was made by Jordan Information Minister Abdullah Abdurrahman Ruman condemned, and they condemned Israel's military operations that left civilian casualties in the Gaza Strip. And, you know, they can't, the thing is, is these Muslims can attack with impunity all day long, fire hundreds of rockets, but the moment Israel defends herself, they're condemned as though they have no right to defend themselves. Uh, he condemns the Israeli military operations that left civilian casualties in Gaza Strip and killed a number of Egyptian officers and warn against further targeting of civilians in Gaza. But again, it's okay for the Muslims to rape, pillage, kill, and destroy. That's alright. Next article. Egypt turning fast on Israel. Again, Egypt turning fast on Israel, and isn't it a coincidence that since they've had this new uh, government installed, that you know America uh, and I believe the Illuminati have a lot to do with. Uh Egypt turning fast on Israel. Thousands gather at Israel's embassy in Egypt to take down the flag and to burn it. Masses of people in Egypt in total frenzy over war in Gaza. Next article. Arab League demanding UN stop Israel. The Arabs now are... are. Arab League and Jordan condemn Israel escalation. But they were the ones that always started. The Muslims are the ones that always, always, always started. And now they're demanding an end, appealing to the UN for, for Israel to uh, stop its escalation. It would be like punching somebody in the face over and over. And the, when, when the guy finally takes a swing back at you, you, you go and, and go like a crying little baby. You know, and saying to whoever, and saying, oh, stop them. They, I can't believe they did this after I punched him in the face 48 times. And I, how dare they, they take a swing back at me to defend themselves. It, this is the height of insanity. I'm just here to point out the insanity and the hypocrisy of, of the Arabs and the Muslims in this religion of peace. Uh, the Arab League condemned Israeli attacks on Sunday morning and demanded the UN to take action to stop Israel's response. It's just unbelievable. Another article, Hamas toys with Israel. Rockets fired on Saturday. That was yesterday. They're still firing them. That was from August 28th. Next article, uh, Shahara law to be instituted in Egypt now, says Muslim Brotherhood. Obama's Muslim Brotherhood. Now remember, this is the Muslim Brotherhood that Obama supports and is yoked up with from our own government. Obama's Muslim Brotherhood terrorist organization, who has just taken over Egypt, remember how I said they've been stalled their little 
radical Muslim regimes now, who has just taken over Egypt thanks to Obama, says they will be instituting Shahara law in Egypt. So I, I just hope it's e- very easy for you to, to connect the dots here and tie this together. Next article. Uh, Israel earmarks mass grave sites in case of national disaster. This is from Ynet News. The IDF also took action months ago, which vibrates with prophetic scripture. The Israeli National Planning and Building Board ruled Tuesday to designate eight sites across Israel as mass burial sites in case of a nationwide disaster. Another work premise that is in case of nationwide nationwide mass casualty event, authorities would be unable to accommodate timely burials due to unforeseen problems with identifying remains and the need to clear bodies in order to thwart the spread of disease. The words identifying remains and the need to clear bodies in order to thwart the spread of disease reminds me of the somber work of Israel in Israel in removing the dead bodies in the aftermath of Ezekiel 38 and 39 Russian-led invasion. Um, and that says... Ezekiel 39, 15-16 says, And the passengers that pass through the land, when any seeth a man's bone, then shall he set up a sign by it, till the barriers have buried it in the valley of Hamangog. And also the name of the city shall be Hamanoth. Thus shall they cleanse the land. So is Israel preparing for such a disaster and an all-out war? I believe they really are. They are definitely preparing for all-out war. Because the Muslims are putting them in a position where they have no choice. It's either basically fight back or kill or, or be killed um, from their standpoint. I mean, you just you push somebody into a corner and you push their back against the wall. They're going to finally get to a point you, 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 where they're going to fight back, okay, for the most part. So, let's go further here. This is entitled, Who Created Al-Qaeda and Why? unraveling the myth of Al-Qaeda. The myth of Al-Qaeda is built on an expansive foundation of many half-truths and hidden facts. It is a CIA creation. Al-Qaeda was created by the CIA. It was shaped by the agency to serve as a substitute enemy for America, replacing the Soviets whom the Islamist forces had driven from Afghanistan. Unknown to American officials at an indeterminate point in time, made the decision to focus on Islamic terrorists from the exploits of the Afghan Mujahideen. The CIA already had their own network of Islamic militant freedom fighters. All that was needed were a few scattered terrorist attacks against U.S. targets and a credible heroic figurehead, Osama bin Laden, to serve as their, quote, great leader. In order, now, I'm saying all this to say that our government has everything to do with setting up these regimes and working with the Muslims in order to obtain their goals, which is the total annihilation of the Jews. So, I, I, But I'm saying that to, under, to, to, to explain the fact that our government has everything to do with the promotion of this. Uh, in order to explain away billions of dollars worth of weapons and training that went into the operation, they chose a rich jihadi a Saudi millionaire named Osama bin Laden. Now remember, Osama bin Laden's family would vacation with the Bush family, President Bush and his family. They vacationed together before, many times. They were buddies, they were friends. They chose this rich jihadi, a Saudi millionaire named Osama bin Laden, who had been a faithful recruiter and business agent of the Mujahideen. He was painted as the sole financier of the entire enormous operation that was centered in Pakistan and Afghanistan. 
He was the puppet they installed. So we could focus all our attention on him. Bin Laden may not even have known that he was playing the part of, of, in a deceitful CIA global drama until after the fact. The story of Bin Laden is the story of the secret CIA ISI insurgent camps in Pakistan and Afghanistan. According to Professor Michael Chesdovsky, Osama was 22 years old, Osama Bin Laden was 22 years old in 1979 when he was trained in a CIA-sponsored guerrilla training camp near Peshawar, Pakistan. From that article we read, quote, quote, The Bin Laden family was put in charge of raising money for the Islamic brigades. Numerous charities and foundations were created. The operation was coordinated by Saudi intelligence, headed by Prince Tariki Al-Fazl, in close liaison with the CIA, or the Central Intelligence Agency. The money derived from various charities was used to finance the recruitment of the Mujahideen volunteers. Al-Qaeda was a data bank of volunteers who had enlisted to fight in the Afghan Jihad. The database was initially held by Osama bin Laden. Now, I said all that because I saw these articles up on Raiders News Network about Al-Qaeda. And evidently, they haven't got the memo on this. (laughs) Which really doesn't surprise me. But anyway, during the Nuclear Security Summit held in Washington, D.C. in April 2020, and this is this this is an article entitled Al-Qaeda plotting big doomsday revenge directly against the US with weapons of mass destruction. Okay, now we've already it's been proven multiple, multiple times that Osama bin Laden, again, as we just stated, was a CIA asset. Al-Qaeda was created through the CIA. And now we see these headlines reading Al-Qaeda plotting big doomsday revenge directly against the US with weapons of mass destruction. During the nuclear summit held in Washington, D.C. on April 2010, U.S. President Barack Obama expressed his concerns about a doomsday scenario. He warned that Al-Qaeda and other terrorist organizations are in the process of trying to secure nuclear weapons or other weapons of mass destruction and would have no compunction at using them. Of course, we ended up creating them initially, so... You know, we have nothing to do with that, though, I'm sure. Now, four months after a Badadad operation and the death of the notorious mastermind of 9-11, Wright, Osama bin Laden, who had been dead probably ten years prior, and I think we proved that in the study we did on that, the lingering question, and this is why I get so angry when I see these reports from supposed Christian websites just spewing this propaganda, okay, The question that still remains, is Al-Qaeda's worst revenge yet to come? My comment is, I don't know. Why don't you ask the CIA who created them? Let's go further here. Okay, so let's build on this further. Next article, U.S. concern grows over Al-Qaeda poison threat. So now remember, we're still focusing on Al-Qaeda, who our government created many, many years ago. So, Al-Qaeda is being used as the demon bad boy, the boogeyman, in order to implement all this. And I'm not saying the the Muslims who they would recruit do not want the total annihilation and destruction of the Jews and of America and of Christians and all uh, non-infidels. But you have to look at who is greasing the skits for this, who created them in the first place. Okay, so let's go further. The Obama administration is concerned that a dangerous regional arm of Al-Qaeda is trying to produce the deadly poison ricin to use in attacks against the United States. The New York Times reported this on Friday. 
Citing unnamed intelligence officials and classified intelligence reports, the newspaper said Al-Qaeda's affiliate in Yemen has been trying to acquire large quantities of castor beans used to produce rice and... It said the apparent intent was to pack the poison around small explosives that could be exploded to disperse the ricin, a white powdery substance so deadly that a speck can kill if inhaled or taken into the bloodstream. The Times said the apparent intent was to detonate the explosives in enclosed spaces like shopping malls or airports. U.S. President Barack Obama, Satan himself, essentially, well, I wouldn't go that far, but anyway, uh, don't think I don't like him. I mean, you know, hey, I'm sorry. Anyway, U.S. President Barack Obama and top security aides were briefed about the threat last year and have received updates since then. So it's like the fox guarding the hen house. You know, it's like, okay, we create this organization and we're going to blame it for everything, even though we control it. Just, you know, total insanity, again. Uh, Here's another, um, there's a little article here on how you can survive a weapon of mass destruction attack, some things that you can do from a proactive standpoint. Um, Here's another one, potential confirmation of coming nuclear strikes. Um... This was on Steve Quayle's website, and I'm just passing this along for your own edification. I'm the individual that has a few connections in the military world and have verified through them the, t- the attacks on Palo Verde that are covered up that Hawk has mentioned in this show back in 2004. I just say this to tell you that I made contact with this, quote, connection this week about five known pockets of sunshine, which evidently that means nuclear devices, uh, pockets full of sunshine, Okay, anyway, on the mainland, they have confirmed it is true and that five targets they have are the Hoover Dam, two for Chicago, or Illinois, since the president calls that his home state. They want the Sears Tower to go down, New York City, and D.C. This is the Islamic uh, Islamist faction targets, the ones that they can track. The cover is since Osama bin Laden was killed, they will use that as an excuse to do something major. Uh, you know, that I guess that would be as good an excuse as anything. And then also, the, between the fact that he's saying Osama bin Laden was supposedly killed, even though they killed a corpse that had been on ice for ten years, if they even had him there, and then dumped his body in the sea where nobody could ever even see it, um, and the fact that it's the tenth anniversary of 9-11, what better? Now, we already seen all this stuff from Obama, saying, oh, there's going to be some lone wolf terrorist attack on 9-11, and now they're going to make these ricin bombs and kill us all and, and, and weapons of mass destruction and, and Al-Qaeda is going to get us. And and now they're saying that you know Osama bin Laden and his death, they're going to get revenge and, and now the 10th anniversary of 9-11. It's the perfect time for some type of false flag event to go down. And I say that so that Christians can be in prayer about it and not to wring their hands and get all upset and... and get the fear of man all over you, because the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. I'm not saying it to educate you, so, from a prayerful standpoint. So, however, they could use, they could be a shadow group that is out there moving under the radar that the good guys are more fearful of and cannot track. As usual, I take this information to the Lord in prayer, and will discern upon it more. Please have your listeners try to prepare even more for the next 30 days. Wanted you to know what I was hearing on the backside. So anyway, that's the teaching for today. Um, hopefully we've kind of tied all the teachings that we've done from last week, the four-part teaching there, with 
the two parts we did it today regarding this whole situation with potentially with disclosure, with first contact, with the coming possible World War III, with how Israel plays into that, with how the Antichrist and the Ascended Masters could play into that. Um, and we're just trying to tie it all together for you to, to, to make sense of it because there's a lot of different things that if you just look at from an isolated standpoint, you might not clue into the big picture. So I'll go ahead and end us in a word of prayer today. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you in prayer. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord, for all that you've done for us, for all your goodness and mercy. I thank you most of all for what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross to save our souls, Lord. I pray those that listening, if there's any that are unsaved, Lord, most of all, God, that you would save their souls, Father God, for it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance, that, Lord God, your fear would be upon them, your goodness would be upon them. The goodness and the severity of the Lord, as the word of God says, leadeth thee to repentance. And I pray whatever it takes to get them saved, or our unsaved family members saved, or our unsaved friends saved, I pray, Lord God, that you do that, that your Holy Spirit convicting power would be upon them, um, that you use the body of Christ mightily for your glory, Use us to lead many people to the Lord, that you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.